0: God, this morning, and we thank you, Lord God, for this wonderful day, this beautiful day that you made. For we know this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And we thank you, Lord God, for waking us up this morning, Lord God, to see this day. We thank you, Lord God, for being by our side, Lord God, and touching us this morning, and giving us our strength and our health, Lord God, to get up with a mind that stayed on you, Lord God. And your praises continually be in our mouths. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we worship you, Lord God. We honor you. We adore you, Lord God, and we magnify your holy name. Yes. For you are great and awesome. You are merciful and kind, Heavenly Father. And you've been good to us, Lord God, always. All day long, you're always by our side. You lead us and you guide us in the direction that you have for us to go. And you cause all our enemies, seen and unseen, to be beneath our feet. And you provide us with all our needs according to your riches and by Christ Jesus, Lord God. And we don't know what we do without you, Lord God. Because none cannot compare to you, Lord God, compared to your mercy and grace and your loving kindness, Lord God. Compared to your wisdom, Lord God, the Father, Lord God. Whether you are the God of all creation and the Lord of all lives, and we're here to worship you this morning, Lord God. We're here, Lord God, to give you praise this morning. Help my Father, Lord God. We're here, Lord God, to hear your word this morning. Help my Father, Lord God. And it's all about you, help the Father, Lord God. And your word said, Lord God, if we commit ourselves to you, you will help us, Lord God. And we know, Lord God, there ain't nothing too difficult for you to do. Help my Father, Lord God. So we praise you this morning. And she is the woman of God. She is the apple of your eye, Lord God. Because she obeys you, Lord God. come to nothing. His weapons are all involved and he is defeated in the name of Jesus Christ son of the Father. And the enemy has been overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies, Lord God. And greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we thank you, Lord God, that you are our shield all around us. You are our glory and the one who will lift up our head high, Lord God. And we have the victory in Jesus Christ son of the Father. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that someone that comes online, Lord God, that needs to be saved, will be saved this morning. Today is the day of salvation. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Him, Heavenly Father, Lord God. So we thank you, Lord God, that you're moving by your spirit right now, Lord God. Ask you to have your way in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. And we give you all glory and honor and praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. So I'm sending a text out that says, if you have having difficulty getting in the service, please don't give up. Uh, I'll let you in. Because uh, that way, then they'll, they'll know the, the regular uh, people that regularly attend our worship service will at least know there's a problem. And uh, I'm watching for that little no. I got no flag to come up that says admit, and I will let them in, so we're going to keep on trying, the enemy's always trying to figure out a way to keep us from doing what we're supposed to do
2: for Mm -hmm. God,
1: so with that said, Reverend, if you have some music, we will have some worship uh, time, music time, and then we'll go into our sermon.
2: Okay, I got some music for you.
1: Hear me. We need you.
2: Everybody on mute, but Amen. So I can't wait till we start uh uh being able to do videos. Are you Are you back off mute, Pastor? Oh, there you go. Okay. No, I'm not on mute anymore. I, <laughs> I'm back live again. All right. So I see
1: somebody, somebody just joined
2: us. That's sister. That's the, uh, Dr. Carson that's dr carson look at look at that smile she is just bright and smiley hey doctor yeah dr
1: carson is in her car this morning her mother calls her car her office so she's in her office this morning but uh praise god i did
0: send the text out and uh
1: ask that uh, uh people try again if they couldn't get in so that i could uh uh, watch and see when that little flag comes up to, and it says admit, and then I can hit the admit button. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but uh, anyway, we're going to go ahead. You know, the devil is busy. And for those of you who don't know who he is, uh, we know that he's, his given name was Lucifer, and he fell from grace in heaven, and now he is the devil, and he is <laughs> Satan. And he is always trying to hinder God's work. So, praise God that we're not going to let that happen this morning. And we're going to go on with our service. And so, I'm going to just turn the service over to our Reverend Roberson this morning. He will be bringing us the word. And so, we say amen for that. And uh, Reverend,
2: All right. uh, we're
1: responsible for the service.
2: All right. So I can't wait to get with uh, Dr. Carson so we can figure out how to do videos, because that song, every time I listen to that and watch that video is from that Tyler Perry movie, a tear want to fall from my eye. You know, as men, we try to be cool. We don't want to cry. But every time I watch that video and listen to that song, a tear kind of fall out of my eye because of the story behind that whole song but i just love that song and the video is just like wow it's touching and i can listen to it a hundred times and still feel the same way but uh this morning this morning i uh you know i want to talk about this storm because right now we're going through a storm You know, we're going through a storm of fires in in California. Every time you turn around, it's a new one and these fires are everywhere. We're going through a storm of hatred right now. We're going through a storm of police brutality. We're going through all these storms. But if we all know what storms are, this too shall pass. Because a storm comes through and it tears up things and then it's gone. So all we got to do right now is hold on because we are going through some storms. We are going through storms of hatred. We are going through storms of uh, uh, what's going on in, in our White House right now. We all know what's going on. So we are going through some storms, but we must hold on. The enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's doing all these things. We have a storm in Chicago of killing. We have their killing, and they're taking away little children. It's a storm. It's a storm, and, and it's really bad. So today, uh, I want to also talk about theft. See, when I was thinking about this sermon, you know, it kept coming back to me back in the days when I was little. And you can sit on your porch, and I lived in a hood. I mean, you can sit on your porch, people leave their door open, and so they go to the store. Leave their doors wide open. Things were very different then, but then all of a sudden people started stealing and people had to stop start locking their doors. They were stealing people lives. They were stealing people properties. So it ain't the same anymore. Now people have double locks and some people have guns. So they want to protect themselves <clears throat> from the thievery that's going on right now. So it's not only thievery in the realm where we live in here is thievery in the spiritual realm as well so god has promised us a few things here everything want to mess up right now but i'm gonna get it back on track here so what we're gonna go to today as soon as i can get this up here all right so god has promised us some things But the enemy wants to steal those things from us. God has made us some promises. I want you to go to Ephesians 1 and 3. You might need a pencil today because I have a lot of different scriptures I want to go through to tell you about this storm and the thievery of the enemy. So when we think about the enemy, a lot of people think about the devil. And I've said this a lot of times. A lot of people think about somebody in a red jumpsuit with a long tail, pointy ears, and a pitchfork. That's not the only enemy, y'all. The enemy look like me and you these days. The enemy is like right next to us. It looks like our brothers. It looks like our sister. The, The devil is using all types of people for the enemy. So the devil is the father of lies. So to be a father, like I always say, you must have children. To be a father, you must have children. So the enemy's off spawns are just hanging around us, y'all, seeing how they can get in, seeing how they can steal what God has promised us in Ephesians 1 and 3. What God has given us, the enemy is always trying to take. So if you got that, if you not, just go back to it later. Ephesians 1 and 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of God. Of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So God has already blessed us and given us these things. But the enemy, if we allow him, he comes in to try to steal it. See, God has blessed us with time, talents and treasures, y'all. Hear me again. God has blessed us with time, talents, and treasure. He gives us a little time. He gives us the talents that he wants us to do. We all have a purpose and a place in this life. So God gives us time, talents, and treasures. It already belongs to us, y'all. But the enemy wants to steal. See, the enemy wants to steal what God has given to us. The enemy wants to steal our joy. We have joy, but it eludes us because the enemy wants to steal it. You ever been happy and things going all great and all good. And then somebody come around and do something crazy or say something crazy and there go your joy for the day. That's the enemy trying to steal your joy. So we must put a stop to that. To some, the enemy try to steal our peace. The enemy don't want us to live in calm. He want us to live in chaos. So he steals our peace. Follow me now. Some of us, the enemy steals our opportunities, our opportunities. God has laid out so many opportunities, but the doors have been shut and slammed in our face. You ever been to that situation where you, all know, you already know you're the best person for the job? You've done the best. You've done all the good. But here comes the enemy giving that job to somebody else. The door has been slammed in your face. That's the enemy stealing your opportunity. The enemy is stealing from us, folks. For some of us, I want y'all to hear me good. For some of us, the enemy steals our purpose. He steals our purpose. We feel like we're just here, neandering from day to day, year to year. Decade to decade, we're here. We're not even serving our purpose. We're not even realizing that God has put us here for a purpose and he has a purpose for us. But the enemy walks in and steals that from us and makes us feel like we have no purpose. That what we're doing is what we're supposed to be doing when God has something bigger and better for us. You ever went past somebody's house and they had a nice car and a boat and you'd be like, "Ooh, they got it going on. No, they don't. No, they don't. Because we hear about rich people and people with money and have all that stuff that commit suicide all the time. They're not fulfilling their purpose because they have a boat and a big car, y'all. So God has a purpose for us, but the enemy want to steal whatever purpose God has for us. But that's not all. That's not all, because the enemy also stole some of our identities. The enemy wants to steal your identity. Do you know some people that are walking around that don't know if they male or female? They have no idea whether they male or female, because and I don't mean no harm to people. You know, uh, uh, you, hey, to each his own. But the enemy has stolen so many people's identity. And they don't know if they male or female. And then we have a society that's set up to appease please this, to appease please this, to say this is so right, that this is OK. But the enemy has actually stolen your identity. And then he steals relationships. The enemy steals your marriage. He brings chaos into your home. The enemy is stealing, stealing, stealing. But what I'm here to do today is not only talk about all the stuff the enemy then stole. I want to tell you how to get it back. I want to tell you how to get back what the enemy has taken from you. So we're going to start like this here. We're going to go to Samuel's today. We're going to read out of Samuel. We're going to start in verse 30. We're going to talk about this stuff in verse 30 we're going to start at one Samuel 30 verse one. And it said, it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the South and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burnt it with fire. So what happened was when David and his men came out from their warrior and they were warriors, they were out fighting when they came back to the hometown the Amalekites had stolen and taken everything that they had and burned their city to the ground. They—it was a theft. They took everything that they had, including their wife and children, as it goes on to say in Samuel thirty and two. So I'm gonna start at the beginning again in one. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on that third day, and the Amalekites had invaded the south and Iglag and. Smitten, that means destroyed, zigzag and burnt it with fire. And it goes on too to say, and had taken the women captive, they were therein their slew, not any either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So what that verse is saying is that they came in, they burnt the city, they stole everything, including their women and children. Now, that's what we call a theft, and that's what the enemy does. He steals. So it goes on to saying three, so David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burnt with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters was captive, meaning they were gone. And then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to wept. So everything was stolen from them. The enemy had taken everything. And these grown, strong men, if you know anything about David and his men, they were a strong group, a strong army in themselves. They all sat back and cried. All these grown men cried till there wasn't no more tears left in their ear in their tear ducts. Everybody cried. Bear with me here. And David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him. Now check this out. They all come back to their city. They all have lost, including David, their wives, their sons, their daughters, and all their possessions. They have lost all of this. And David lost it as well. But they want to stone David. They want to kill David when he's suffering the same thing, they're suffering. See, here's the problem. So sometimes when things happen, we get mad at the wrong person. When things happen, we look to look at the enemy. We, look to, we need to look deep and say, now, wait a minute, where is this really coming from? And this person may have did it, but is the enemy controlling this person? See, they wanted to stone David when they need to be mad at the enemy, the one who came in to steal i hope y'all following me so far because we're gonna go through a few scriptures we're gonna do a few things here so they want to stone david right now because they stuff missing they children missing they daughter's missing and david says too so i never got that part why they want to stone him now it goes on to say After all what happened, I want y'all to bear with me on the end of this, because this is very important. On the end of 30 and 6, it says, but David, it says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Now, check this out. He lost everything he had, but he encouraged himself in the Lord his God. I need y'all to keep it down, please. Please. He encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. Check check that out. He did not encourage himself. Y'all bear with me here. I'm sorry. I got two little ones over here. (laughs) He did not encourage himself in Hennessy. He didn't go out and get drunk. He did not encourage himself with marijuana. He didn't go out and get high. He didn't go out and encourage himself With crack cocaine like a lot of us. Well, I can't talk about a lot of us. He didn't go out and encourage himself in methamphetamines. He didn't go out and encourage himself in a bad relationship. He went out and encouraged himself in the Lord. So you may ask, okay. Because we know, you know, sometimes when things going wrong and we had that little drinky drink, you know, I don't drink no more, but I know how it is. You had that little drinky drink, you feel better for a minute. And then the drinky drink come down and you right back in that same situation. Or you go get you a little puff. And when it comes down, you right back in that same situation. Or you do what you feel that makes you feel good. But when it's all over. You still got to deal with that same situation. So David didn't go to the crack, to the meth, to the alcohol. He encouraged himself in the Lord. Now, how do you encourage yourself in the Lord when everything has been taken from you? When everything has been taken from you and you have absolutely nothing, how do you encourage yourself in the Lord? Well, let me tell you, let me tell you how to encourage yourself in the Lord. Let me tell you how to get back some of that stuff, the enemy trying to steal from you. Let me explain to you the way David did. And we got to go to the book of Psalms to do that because David wrote most of the book of Psalms. So in order to encourage yourself in the Lord, And to get back some of the things that were stolen from you, you need to do what David wrote about in Psalms. You need to do what David wrote about. We're going to start in Psalms 42 and 11. That's why I say you might need a pen today because I'm going to move it on. When you depressed, you need to do what David did and what David wrote in 42 and 11. When you depressed. It says, Without thou cast down, O Lord, my soul, and why art thou disquiet within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet please him. And who is the health who is the health of my conscience and my God? So check this out. Anybody got another verse of that? Uh, uh, Deacon Don, you got another verse of that because when you depress, you need to read this and you need to read it and read it and read it till you get it and understand it. Do we got a, uh, another verse of that, Deacon Don? Go ahead and take it off mute for me. I want you to read that voice, uh, verse for me.
0: <laughs> why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God.
2: Amen. So when you're depressed, you better go to Psalms 42 and 11 and put your hope in God. When you're depressed, them pills may not help you. Put your hope in God when you're depressed. Let's move on. If you are afraid, do what David did. Do what David wrote about. It. If you are afraid, you go to Psalms 34, 3, and 4. What it says is, O magnify the Lord within me, and let us exalt his name together. It says in four, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from my fears. If you're afraid, you better skip on over to what David did, Psalms 34, 3 and 4. I'm going to read it again. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Check it out. If you're afraid, don't be afraid to try it. Go to Psalms. I hope y'all writing it down. If you're afraid, if you don't know where the money coming from, if you don't know how you're going to pay the next bill, if your husband, if your wife ain't acting right and you don't know what's going on, you better do what David did and go to Psalms 34, 3 and 4. Write that down, y'all. Because you're going to be afraid in this time and age and this day is so many things to be afraid of. But we want you to know that God said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from my fears. He would deliver you from your fears, but you must seek, seek him. You got to seek the Lord. Okay, so if you think nothing is right and everything is going wrong in your life, ain't nothing going right in your life. Everything just look ugly. I want you to go to Psalms 23 and 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lay down in green pastures and he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. When ain't nothing going right? When everything look really ugly? When you can't figure out how you're gonna crawl out that hole. When you done fell in that ditch and you just don't know how to get out, you better go to Psalms 20. uh, You better go to Psalms 23, read 1, 2, and 3. Write this down, y'all. Write this down. Because it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. Not that brown grass out there, y'all. Not that mess that's going on right there, y'all. In green pastures, he left me beside the still waters. Not all that water making all that noise, but the still waters. Y'all feel me? Y'all too near me not to hear me? He restored my soul. He restored my soul. We A lot of us need our soul restored. With all this garbage going in, our soul is getting weak. Our soul is being bended by all this mess going on that we can't do nothing about it. We think we can't do nothing about it. But if we humble ourselves and pray, if we humble ourselves and pray and turn from our wicked ways, God will come down and heal our land, y'all. And he would allow us to lay down in green pastures and beside still waters, and he will restore our soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness. Of righteousness. Please write this down, y'all. I got some more for you. Also, also I, 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 really, I don't have no more for you, but this is going to be a part two series because it's much more than this about this stuff that's going on. See, God has already allowed us to have so many things, y'all, but the enemy don't want us to have it. The enemy wants to take it away from us, y'all. But I'm going to tell you something. The enemy does not have the power to take it away from us. We have way more power when we lean on Jesus. See, I'm going to tell you something. We're looking at the storm. Jesus don't want us to look at the storm. He don't want us to focus on the storm. He want us to focus on him. He wants us to keep our eyes on him. He don't want us to look to the left. He don't want us to look to the right. He wants us to keep our eyes straight on him. Because right now, it's just too much going on, y'all, for us to get lost. It's too much going on, y'all, for us to just, you know, say that, hey, we don't need God. uh, We need God every minute, every hour. We need to be praying. There's a guy called Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth said, I don't go. I don't pray more than 10 minutes. He said, I don't pray more than 10 minutes. Then he went on to say, but I don't go 10 minutes without praying. I don't pray more than 10 minutes, but I don't go 10 minutes without praying. So every 10 minutes you're praying and we don't need to be like on our knees and oh, heavenly father. No, God, hear us when we are driving." And without our eyes closed, I hope you don't drive with your eyes closed. God hears when we're driving. Like, uh, uh, please don't cuss that old lady out for cuss, uh, cutting in front of me. Lord, keep my tongue straight. God hears when we're walking. God hears when we're on our job and we just say that one second prayer. Father, God help me because I'm about to go off on this person. He hears us. God hears us no matter what. So we always need to keep God in the forefront. We were talking the other day how at work I said Merry Christmas and somebody said, oh, oh, we can't say that. I say, well, then you're taking away my rights. You're taking away my freedom of speech if I can't say Merry Christmas. So, you know, it's just so much hatred and it's so much going on right now that us as saints, we not only have to spread the word. We have to be mindful ourselves. We have to check out what's going on ourselves. We have to keep Satan out of our eyesight because he really can't do nothing to us. I, like I said the last time, you know, uh, they had this guy called Flip Wilson and he used to do the Geraldine expression. And he used to always say the devil made me do it. He'll put on the wig and his lipstick and everything. And he'd be like, the devil made me do it. Well, I'm here to tell you the devil can't make you do anything. The devil has no power over us, guys. The devil has no power. If you say, uh, uh, Satan, be beneath me, Satan, be gone, he has to flee. He has to flee. You know, if you hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battles, then the Lord will fight your battles. But if you give him to Satan, he will just he'll hang around. He will hang around. And he will always be in your midst. And we have to get him out of your midst. And I'm not just talking about y'all. I'm talking about me. He attacks us. I mean, he attacks Deacon Don because Deacon Don prays every single day. And he prays hard. And he prays about everything and everybody. And the enemy don't like that. The enemy don't like that I'm trying to bring some words and some encouragement to you guys because... The enemy want me smoking crack and drinking alcohol. That's what the enemy wants me to do. The enemy still don't believe today that I have turned a new leaf. The enemy does not believe that he tripping. And he like, how can I, how can I, I, I gotta get him back because he was a good soldier for me. Rob stealing, getting high, doing whatever. He was a good soldier. For many, many years. So now he's a soldier for God. No, I got to attack him. He attacks my mind, body, and soul. He gets me. He tries to get me at work. He tries to get me driving. He tries to get me at home. And I know I'm not the only one. I know when you try to turn your will and your life over to God and, and, and the God of your understanding, he tries to get you as well. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one, but we got to not focus on the storm. We got to focus on Jesus. We must focus on God. I can't focus on all the fires going around me right now. All I got to do is ask God to relieve us. It's another one that started up. It was cloudy the other day. It is so bad around here. In Chicago, I heard about more murders. It is so bad around there. It's the storm, y'all. It's the storm, y'all, so let's not focus on it. Let's not let the storm bring us down. Let's keep our mind focused on Jesus. And I'm going to tell you this, and I believe it, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. People are going to wake up who don't want to wear a mask. I don't do politics in my uh, 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 sermons, but well, I'm going to do a little bit today. People are going to wake up. People are going to wake up. You got somebody walking around here with no mask on their face. And my Ikea people understand where I'm coming from because there's a few people we got to tell to do it. You got people walking around here with no mask on their face, joking about people who do wear masks, but now in the hospital with the virus himself. See, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. People are opening everything everywhere. And the virus is getting more and more higher. It's time to wake up. So we can't depend on man because men will fail us. But we need to depend on God. We need to put all our strength, all our might, everything into God. Hold your peace. Let the Lord fight your battle. Then victory, victory shall be yours. Because if we follow men. We're sure be like it's like the blind leading the blind. When that man walk off the cliff, we right behind him. But if we follow God and we walk off a cliff, we got wings, y'all. We need to follow God and we need not to follow this mess that's going on, which is so easy to follow, y'all. This is not a part of my sermon, but this is what I know God is working in me because he's telling me to say what I'm saying. Because I got part two for y'all on on that right there, because it's a very interesting uh, story because the enemy is always trying to steal something from us that belongs to us, that God has already decreed to us. And the enemy is always trying to take it and we don't see it. We don't see it like that because the enemy don't have on a red jumpsuit, a long tail, a pitchfork and some ears. So we don't see that enemy coming in. We don't see our cousins. We don't see our brothers. We don't see our co-workers as the enemy. I'm not saying treat them differently. I treat them better. Hold your enemies close to you. <laughs> That's what I was taught as a kid. Keep the enemies close. But we have to see, we have to see it for what it is. We have to see it for what it is. And we can't let them destroy our joy. We can't let the enemy keep us afraid. If you get depressed, don't forget to do what David did, 42 and 11. If you're afraid, don't forget to go to Psalms 34 and read three and four. And I got to read four again because I love it, y'all. It said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. I sought the Lord. First, you must seek him. Then he will hear you. Then he will deliver you from all your fears. So when you're afraid, don't be afraid to go to Psalms 34, uh, 3 and 4. If you think nothing is going right and everything is going wrong in your life, don't forget to go to Psalms 23, 23, 1, 2 and 3. And and I got to read two of them. He maketh me lay down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. I'm smiling because don't that just sound good? He leadeth me, me beside the still water. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So just remember those, y'all, because this is how we're going to get back what the enemy has stolen. Don't think that the enemy has stolen and it's all over. Don't think your opportunity is gone because your opportunity is not gone. It's still there. There's something else I wanted to see here. Where is it? Uh, uh, it's eluding me right now. It's eluding me. But trust me, your opportunity is not gone. Whatever the enemy or whatever anybody has stolen from you, God will give it back to you. God, believe in his word. Read his word. God will restore everything. The canker worms, all, all that stuff, all that stuff that people have stolen from you is not gone, y'all. Just believe in God and believe in his word. And then sing sometimes, say, victory, victory is mine. Y'all don't know about that. Victory, victory is mine. If I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battles. Victory, victory shall be mine. I want y'all to remember that. Amen? Can I get an amen out there? Amen. amen. So so I'm amen. turning it back over to the pastor right now. All right. Praise God. Well,
1: I, I tell you what, we can't hear enough of that kind of encouragement because all of the negativity around us, uh, we must continue to realize that God is still on the throne and he has made us promises in his word and that we uh, need to lean and depend on him and trust him because he will follow through with what he has promised. And so I thank uh, Reverend for that kind of message this morning we need. Uh, encouragement, and of course the scriptures tell us that we need to encourage ourselves, but that means we encourage ourselves by knowing that God is with us, and that's what uh, uh, the angel told the Virgin Mary when she conceived uh, Jesus Christ. He said, his name will be Emmanuel, God with us. And so he's still with us, and I'm not going to preach, but I just needed to say that he's with us, and he's more than the whole world against us. If we have God on our side, we're going to always be victorious. And so with that said, I'm going to just encourage us to know that when things are going wrong, when we're seeing all of the drama and all of the... And all of the poor leadership that we have seen and are seeing, we need to know God is with us. And we need to follow him. And if we follow him, we're going to be all right. So praise God for those of you who made it in this morning. We're just trying to to figure out what it is that's causing us to have to let you in. (laughs) Or how I can do this without... uh, having that little button on but right now we need that little button on in order to be able to uh, go forward and communicate with one another on zoom and we're not complaining because we thank god for zoom we can't gather and i wouldn't dare ask people to gather after what just happened you know even though we had our masks on we would have not be able to uh sing or do any of that because even the mass can't protect some of that stuff that comes out of our mouth that we're singing and doing that kind of thing but thank god for zoom we can still get the word we can still pray together and for those of you who don't know we pray together every evening at 7 p.m and you're welcome to join us we 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 allowing anyone who wants to pray to pray and we're usually done between eight and eight thirty and that's not a long time to stay in prayer because if we do what the word says we will pray constantly we are praying we are praying when we're driving we are praying when we're uh 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 silent in our hearts and so uh That time that we spend in the evening is not a long time, and we're grateful that we can do that because God has given us that directive and we want to follow it. So before we leave today, I just am so rejoicing. I, uh, this morning, don't usually look at Facebook prior to the service, but somehow I was looking for my Uh, pastors service to see I'm a pastor but I'm a pastor with a pastor so uh, that's how we do it in the organization that I'm ordained with I'm an ordained minister of the gospel and I've been in ministry for 40 years or more but I do have a pastor and so I was trying to figure out when he's having his service on zoom but anyway I ended up on Facebook and one of my prodigal sons Was on Facebook, and I call him my prodigal son. He is a spiritual son, but very faithful when he was with us. And I smile when I say it. Because Cedric would be on the front row (laughs) singing whatever we were singing. He was singing. He was happy to be in the service and be worshiping the Lord. And so he is on Facebook, and I text him or I send him a message saying, you know, that I needed to know how he was doing because he was having some troubles a while back. And uh, he called me so while we're in service he calls me and I tell him we're in service on Zoom I sent him the link but I also told him about our prayer every night at Mm 7pm but I will be calling him once we're finished with the service but I'm smiling because you know every time God sends one of my prodigals back one of those that uh, had got a hold of my heart and then whatever happened happened and he uh, she dropped out and they come back. It just blesses my heart to know that. And so those of you who will be with us, uh, hopefully you'll get to know me. And I am truly a person who loves people and I love Jesus. So I try to get my folks that I love to know Jesus because if you gonna hang out with me, I you to know Jesus. So I don't know if there's anybody online today who doesn't know Jesus Christ, but we always want to make sure that we offer that opportunity. And so before we leave, uh, I'm just going to lead you in a prayer. You can take yourselves off of a uh, 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 mute for a minute. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And if you are saved, that's wonderful. Just it takes Uh, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it doesn't hurt us to repeat that prayer, even though we know Christ. And if we don't know Jesus Christ, and we would love to be a part of this family, then this is the prayer that we pray to get ourselves connected. And so I'm just going to lead us in that prayer, and you can pray along with me, saved or not. If you're saved, yes, pray. If you're not saved, you want to know Jesus Christ as your Savior and have him in your life. Uh, Have God with us, then this is the time. So, dear Heavenly Father, repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, Father. (laughs) I believe in Jesus.
2: I believe in Jesus.
1: I believe that he is the Son of God.
2: I believe I, that he that is he the was son gone. of God.
1: I believe that he was crucified.
2: I believe that he was crucified.
1: And I believe that he died. And I believe,
2: and I believe that, that he died.
1: And I believe that he was buried.
2: And I believe that he was, and buried. That he
1: was buried. And I believe that he was resurrected on the third day.
2: And And I I believe he was resurrected on the the third third day.
1: day. And he now sits at the right hand. And
0: And he he now sits at the right hand. hand
1: Of God.
0: Of God.
1: Making intercession.
2: Making intercession. For me. For For me. me.
1: Thank you, Jesus.
2: Thank you, Jesus.
1: For taking my place on Calvary.
2: For taking, for taking my, my place on Calvary.
1: For taking my beating.
2: For taking with my, my beating. My
1: for shedding your blood for me.
2: For, for shedding your blood, your blood, blood for, me. for me.
1: And now making intercession.
2: And, and, and now and making intercession. For me. For, for me.
1: With, with the Father God.
2: With the Finding Father, Father God. God.
1: Come into my life.
2: Come into my life.
1: Be my Lord and Savior. Be
2: Be my my Lord Lord and Savior. Savior.
1: I want to serve you.
2: I want want to serve you. you.
1: And I want to be a part of the family of God.
2: And I want to be a part of the family of of God.
1: So your word says.
2: So your word word says, says.
1: That if I confess the Lord Jesus with my mouth.
2: That if I confess confess the Lord Jesus Jesus with my mouth,
1: and believe in my heart,
2: and and believe in my my heart
1: that God raised Him from the dead,
2: that God raised Him from from the dead,
1: dead, I shall be saved.
2: I shall shall be be saved.
1: saved. I've done
2: that. I've done done that.
1: And I believe I am saved.
2: And I believe I am saved. saved.
1: Thank you, Jesus.
2: Thank you, Jesus.
1: For my salvation.
2: For For my my salvation. salvation. Amen. 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 So for those of you that have said
1: this prayer before, thank God you're still hanging in there. And if there's someone who just said that prayer for the first time, congratulations. (laughs) This is the first day of the rest of your life. You have now entered into the family of God, and Jesus Christ is your Savior, and God is your Father, and the angels in heaven are rejoicing over you. Because the Word of God says that when one sinner repents, the angels in heaven rejoice. They have a party. They're having a party because you said yes to Jesus Christ, and we are delighted. Now, I have lots of information that I can offer you if this is your first time and and, uh, if you just made that decision to accept Christ, but you need to let me know where to send it. So you can text me or you can email me. So my phone number is 650-814-6705. You can also use that number if you have questions or you need prayer. And my email address, one of them is r-e-b-m-r-y at com. You can email me if you need prayer and you don't have time for me to pray with you, then you can send me an email and I'll be happy to send you literature that will help you understand about what a great decision you've made and what god is able to do for you and as reverend has already preached today the promises he has made to us those scriptures that he gave you today are excellent scriptures uh, to know about that 23rd psalms has been in my life since i was a little girl afraid of the dark and my mother had to get up and come to my bedroom in the middle of the night if I woke up because I saw all those things. You know, I have clothes hanging on the clock, on the door and that kind of thing. And they look like monsters. And I would call my mom and wake her up. And so she told me this. She said, I'm going to teach you this scripture. And when you're afraid of the dark, you can say this scripture and you'll be okay well i not only found out that you can see it when you're afraid of the dark but you can say it in many times when you're in distress the lord is my shepherd and i shall not want the 23rd psalm is one of the most popular scriptures in the bible and so i just am delighted for whomever uh, made that decision this morning and for the rest of you hold on god is on the throne, and we are not going to give up. We're going to keep on standing and believing and praising God, because He is our shepherd and we don't have to want. So, praise God for all of you this morning. Uh, Reverend, do you have any final words that you want to say before we dismiss this morning?
2: Um, uh, no, Pastor. I'm uh, I'm good. I see My buddies, I just appreciate everybody came on.
1: Yes, we, we're so happy, tell other people about uh, our service and invite them, feel free to invite them to our services. And uh, we do have prayer on the same link. We have prayer at 7 p.m. Uh, Monday through Saturday. We won't have prayer tonight because we had service this morning, but we will be online tomorrow night at 7